0: Hello there, this is Charlene, you are listening to the Test.io Open Mic Podcast, a podcast created by testers for testers. In the previous episode, we talked to Thomas, one of our team leaders, who shared his experience as a software developer and told us what the skills you need to succeed as a tester or team leader and give advice to the newcomers on how to start testing with Test.io. Uh,
1: I think a tester should have also some basic knowledge and should be maybe some kind like adventure not only do something think it's a bug maybe should go and adventure the real background of it and it, if it's maybe intended if it's maybe compl- uh, in the workflow of it if there is maybe a technical thing which is not influenced by, uh, by the customer Like, it's a normal behavior of a browser, of the software they use, like from the Android system. I think it's good for the tester too, because then they can evaluate on own and get less rejections. I think it helps their score, their workflow too. So, testers should have some patience and should not rush often when I'm testing, for example. I invest time into the quality in my report to make it a good report and evaluate if it's really a bug. Like for internal tests, sometimes I was thinking, oh, I found a bug. I looked two minutes more on it, and then I'm thinking, oh no, that's intended, I was thinking wrong at the first moment. So the first rush is not always a good advice. Learn the academy rules. Strictly learn it. There's one good article where all the basics with examples are in, if you read it and understand it carefully. Then you can even succeed very fast to get some reports, invest a bit of time in your quality, read your report again if it's understandable and evaluate really if it's a bug from a technical side and have patience. You will maybe get more rejections at the beginning.
0: Hello welcome back. How are you doing today?
1: I'm fine today. Excited to go on in our mini-series. How are
0: you? The same, I'm really excited. Uh, so, the audience, you already know Thomas and why he's here. Well, because we wanted to start a very important mini series about reporting. So, here we are with this episode. Thomas and I start the series Mastering Bob Reporting, based on TESO rules and professional expectations. Why are we doing this? Would you mind reminding us, Thomas?
1: Sure, um, we have the goal to improve the testers' uh, uh, reports, which will improve the work for all uh, of us, for the tester, for the team leader and the customer. The goal of I O is to give good or high quality reports to our customers so that their developer can fix bugs. I think a good report is a report which saves everyone the time. Everyone has a feeling not to have lost time. How can you ex- uh, archive this uh, easy? When you start with a report, you first read the title, what we want to st- uh, start to talk about today. When you read it, it's what you see the first when you don't know the bug. If you read it and have an image of what the bug is about, mm-hmm. we think the title fulfills its duty. Everyone know about it, everyone have an expectation. If you then go in and read the results, which confirms your image, which you have in your inner eye, and you think, oh, yes, that is what exactly I expected after reading the title, then it's a good report in the beginning already. You look at it, you have the results. The final part is then the attachment. If you read and you only read the report, you have an image of what exactly happened and you watch the screencast and it confirms exactly what you expected, what your inner eye say you, then I think we have a good report. And I think to achieve this, we are starting the series and going into the titles.
0: Great, right. yes. Yes, thank you, Thomas.
1: So, coming back from all of this to the today's topic, the title. What is a good title in general? A good title, in my opinion, should be short, should uh, give a clear overview over the bug, should use keywords so if you look for something, you have an expected set of keywords, so if you search for it, you will find your bug with it. And it uses precise wordings. Yes. Dately, we see often reports which doesn't tell you anything much. It doesn't say what trigger action and only the trigger action should be in. Mm. Not the steps again, where you read 50 words, only the steps before you come to something. It should use very precise wording, not general wording, like mm. does not work, inconsistent, <laughs> what else we have. Yeah. There are so many of them. You know what I mean. I know. I think. <laughs> you maybe have some other examples of it, but everyone knows. It doesn't tell you anything. You can put this word with 20 other words and you don't get any meaning.
0: Yeah, you can use it on any yeah. report. And that's, that's not the idea. We have to describe a specific behavior.
1: Yeah. So, and I think the last important part is next to this. It should tell you maybe which area. We have features. It helps you. But if you have a huge feature, it mm. maybe still tell you somehow the area. But I think it's not so important when it makes the title way too long. You must find a compromise between lengths and details so in general say a good title is a title which someone who doesn't know the bug reads the bug title and have exactly the correct expectation about the bug if you can fulfill this on your own if you reread it without the expectation you know the bug then i think you have a good title
0: agreed agreed so let's start by putting you in context we will talk about the bug form and the way it should be filled out when reporting a defect, a bug and we will follow its structure so let's start with the title of our report and let's crack on with the example section of this episode so the first example says the button option is not clickable and this is like a this is a blog entry uh, what is happening the, the screencast is too long. So the last 15 seconds are actually the bug. So first thing to to remark and There is a, spe- a speech bubble icon uh, It says one three eight and then the word comments and below that there are Safe, uh, there is another option save entry, share entry, report mm-hmm. entry and the title is once again the button option is not clickable. So how do you like this bug report title, Thomas?
1: Um, as I don't know the bug before, I would say it doesn't fulfill that it tell me anything about the bug. Yeah. I could read it, and I don't have any imagination what it is about. Which button for which option, mm-hmm. why it's not clickable? Yes. What happened with the bug? I only see the feature, it say commands it doesn't tell me even more be honest if i now look into the bug report and in the screencast yes. i can exactly see what it is now hmm. so it doesn't fulfill any of the requirements before i have said it doesn't use precise wording it doesn't tell what where why all of this it's short that's the only plus on this title
0: but doesn't, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> true <laughs> it doesn't say anything so if I look at it, it look more like a table of contents, like an index for the page. Mm-hmm. So and all the others are links. So I, if I would look for if I can find something for this bug, for example, for another test, I would look for the keyword links. And mm-hmm. I would not say it's not clickable. Sure. It's plain text. It yes. doesn't have a link attached. Exactly. So why I don't even expect it to be clickable because the bug is something different. Hmm. And it's not It's not even an option. I don't even know what the option is. Exactly. It's a bullet point in some kind of table of contents. So let's see. with all this information, we have there a link or what we expect to be a link because all others in this box are mm-hmm. links. Yes. It looks like a table of contents and it's not clickable because it's not a link. I would maybe go for a better title. Mine will be mine will be a little bit longer maybe but give more information. I would say in the table of contents the comment bullet point is not linked. Exactly. I think it's say all what is it about. Uh, yes. A little bit longer, but it have many of the things in it. It describes where, what, and what happened with it.
0: hmm Agreed. Yes, that definitely much better. And matches the screencast. For the second example here, the title of this board report says the price is not calculated when the product page. So what is happening on the screencast is, again, this is another uh, long screencast for what is reported, and the user is clicking, it is indeed clicking on the quantity buttons, but the actual button that that is shown as as concern it is not a quantity button it's an another button that opens up a empty kind of empty model window that that's what is happening how do you like this title with with that description before watching the screencast Thomas?
1: i think if i read it i would say It's missing the essential things. There's no verb in it. It's not even a sentence. It doesn't say anything. If you read it, it doesn't make any sense because the essential verb or adjective is missing. The price is not calculated when the product page... Mm. What happened with the product? Opens, closed, shifted. Yes. There's something essential missing. So my brain, when I read the title, doesn't think of the bug. It thinks what is missing there. And I think it brings... Myself and everyone who reads it in the wrong position. It have good trigger words, price and maybe calculated, but that's all. Mm-hmm. The rest of the title is not worth anything. So if I look at the screencast and what you explained, so on this title nothing is correct like on the first one. Mm-hmm. You cannot get any information out of it. If I would form a title what what we see, what we have. I would say, after clicking the calculating the new length button, an empty layover opens. Why is this title? It includes all, it includes the action we are clicking on the calculating button. So we mentioned the action, we, the action why the new length, because we changed the length of the item in this case, mm. and what happened? An empty module or model or layover opens so mm-hmm. you can look for it it has many trigger words when you look for it so I think this is a much better title
0: agreed yes this one it is Thomas
1: sure I think we give some overview and some ideas at least for our listeners and if you want to watch more or see more of such examples I think in our academy we still have some other examples for good and bad titles or look in the the, uh, known bugs list when you join a test there are sometimes good and bad ones and evaluate on own what you think is a good one what you should do in your title and what is a bad one what should the tester maybe not do and you should not adapt test yourself train yourself look at other reports maybe it helps too
0: yes Yes, that's definitely the way to go, the way to learn. Thank you for sharing your thoughts and experience on how to clearly construct a bug title with our listeners, Thomas. I can't wait to see the new titles we'll get on the upcoming test cycles.
1: Thank you too. I'm excited too. I hope it will improve. I hope I can give a better feeling of it to our listeners and I'm looking forward for our next part of the series.
0: I'm looking forward to for listening to thank you. Thank you all for listening to the Tessa Your Open Mic podcast. If you want to know more about us, what we do, how we do it, and build a QA testing career in the IT industry from scratch, hit the subscribe button. And if you want to listen to our private podcast, please join our Discord community directly from your Tesla account. Take care and stay safe and stay tuned for the next episode of this mini-series about the steps of the bow report.